So the moment that the brass key makes contact with this door, at first, there isn't really much change until the door begins to glow and starting from the bottom of the door to the top, you start to see a kind of golden light begin to make its way across the door. And as this light, think of it as like pixie dust kind of going all across this door. So as this golden dust and light begin to envelop the door, it slowly begins to move upwards and the door begins to reveal its true form. There are different markings of what look to be different treats of some sort. Some you recognize, some you don't. But as this light begins to reach the top, you also see that there's a similar shimmering light where a doorknob now appears in this very bright red and white kind of color that anybody who is looking at this and well, actually I won't make you roll for it. It looks oddly similar to a candy cane of some sort on this door. I guess my job here is done. I'm going to take a back seat and offer the next person who touches the doorknob some inspiration. <laughs> I will be singing the song to give you inspiration. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, the rest of you are just looking at this and you're yeah, Multi just revealed the door. Charlie just looks at the rest of the group. I don't know whether to be terrified or to be impressed of the whiplash that we just experienced. Revy's just going to open the door. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 hold on. <laughs> Let me sing you the song of my people. It's always frightened me how some things lose their meaning. How some things change directions with a breeze. Now, 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 now go. I'm going to offer you uh, <laughs> some bardic inspiration. I'm sorry. This is the first time I've actually had a bard actually sing. I'm here for all of this. But yeah, so Revy, now you get bardic inspiration. <laughs> okay. Cool. So you go and open the door. So as you open the door, upon contact with the doorknob, Revy, your hand... As you turn it and open the door, you can feel the stickiness of the doorknob envelop on your palm a little bit as it's like making a squishing kind of sticky sound as you turn it. And as you open the door and peer into the doorway, you notice that there really isn't much furniture in here. And in fact, as you take a look, a closer look around the room, there doesn't seem to be any furniture at all, with the exception of a singular table in the middle of the room. And on top of this table is a what looks to be a miniature version of a house decked out in all types of gumdrops and gingerbread walls and roofs. In fact, you recognize this as a miniature version of a gingerbread house sitting on this table. And as you look at this, audibly coming from inside the gingerbread house, you hear, let me out! Revy's going to hold up his sticky hand, hold it out to Moldy and go, that's sticky. Or no, he's going to say, consistency? See? It's I, referencing I, the jam question. 
I, I think know. you mean viscosity. But yes, I understand what you mean. And he wipes it on his hat. On Moldy's hat? Yes, on Mo- Moldy's little jingle hat. It says, bling, 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 bling. And uh, Moldy's gonna go, I thank you, but also, had I a dagger, I would <clears throat> peel your fingernails off one by one. Do you have a dagger? Luckily for you, I have misplaced mine. Can I borrow yours? I don't have one. Pity. But just know that it's coming. Oh my gosh. Okay, I heard a voice in here. I'm going to go inside. <laughs> you hear voices too? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, ready as So as you enter in, once again, the singular table with this gingerbread house on top of it. As you walk closer, the audible screaming of let me out! Get me out of here! Begins to grow louder and louder as you get closer. But it seems to be muted and covered as well. And actually, you know what? Revy, go ahead and make me a perception roll real quick. Alright, perception. 17. Cool. So, outside of this table and of this miniature gingerbread house, you can hear the audible screaming. But as you look at the gingerbread dollhouse through with the little tiny windows that you can see of it for an instance you swear you see something or something someone shadow move across the light inside of this gingerbread house yeah this gingerbread house is now you noticing is is that there seems to be light source from the inside and you swear you see a shadow moving Inside of the actual gingerbread house. All right. So I'm going to remove the roof. Okay. So as you go to remove the roof of this gingerbread house, you begin to pull at it and pull at it and pull at it, (laughs) but it's not budging. The roof is. I hear a voice coming from a gingerbread house, but the roof's not coming off. Used force, Remy. Oh my okay. god. He's going to use force and is going to smash it with his maul. <laughs> use the bard inspiration. Okay. Go ahead and make me I can't believe these words are about to escape my mouth, but go ahead and make an attack roll on this gingerbread house. <laughs> Every Christmas. That's what I do. What's the bardic inspiration? <laughs> it's 1d6. Oh, d6. That's right. Never mind. I don't know. I retract that. Plus the bardic inspirations. That's a 26. Cool. Sweet. <laughs> so, Literally. as you rev up your maw and you just, as it's coming closer and closer to the gingerbread house, it does make contact with it. You know what? I'm also going to throw an in into Vine Smite. Oh my goodness. That that's if it hits. Okay. So you rolled a total of what again? Sweet. So as you swing at this thing, unfortunately, it make well, fortunately and unfortunately, it does make contact. But as soon as your maul hits this thing, 
you can just feel the vibration of your ball begin to shoot up your hand and then coursing over your body in like the comical fashion of a cartoon character hitting something very metallic and then they just vibrating as they back away. Imagine that is what exactly is happening to Revis, which means that it does not hit. But now it slowly vibrates and just like cartoon character status, you're just vibrating all over the place as well until after a couple seconds it stops. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he'll probably actually be doing that because he is a clown and used to using the slapping. Yes. But yeah, so that's that's what happens. Like this gingerbread house is still standing. I can just picture right now a bugbear with a giant mall just standing there with that mall going. Yes, I love this. I like Tom and Jerry just bouncing in place there. So after that all settles down, you hear a muffled voice going. That was a nice try, but unfortunately, nothing seems to want to destroy this thing. I I want to peek my head around the doorway and go, is there a door on the gingerbread house? There is a door on the gingerbread house, but it doesn't open as this voice is continuing to talk. Have you tried eating your way out? Oh, plenty of times. But every time I eat, I guess it just regenerates. Yes, as you could just. It tastes so good, but it hurts me so bad. Is it a push or a pull door? Yes. Then do neither and get out. I've been trying. It won't open. That's because you're trying. Have you tried asking nicely? Yes. I've done everything I can. So, as you guys are having this conversation, Revy, since you're the one that made the perception check, you now see that inside this gingerbread house, you see someone standing in front of one of the windows. And as you begin to peek inside, you see a stout man wearing this very gaudy candy striper uniform and some very interesting swirly glasses with silver beard and hair to go along with it, which based on the description that you guys received from the game show room, you can surmise that this it could. Yeah. You know what? In Revy's mind, this is Santa Claus. (laughs) Oh, he's going to frantically start hitting at the at it to try and free Santa. Yeah, so Revy, as you continue to try to free Santa Claus, this gingerbread house is not going down. No matter how many times you hit it, it ain't going down. I appreciate your help, big man, but... Well, Santa's trapped in a gingerbread house. Santa? I want to walk up to the gingerbread house real quick. Uh And I want to look at quote-unquote Santa and say... (laughs) So you've tried eating your way out, but you said it just regenerates because you get too full to actually eat your way through, yes? Yes, that is correct. So it can be damaged from the inside, but apparently not from the out. I wouldn't even say damage from the inside, because no matter how much I eat on the inside, it regenerates itself. But yeah, that's a little bit over time. But what about a lot of damage all at once? You don't think I've tried that? Excuse me, Scotty? Yes, that is my name. (gasps) Please tell me you're here to get me out of here. I have a check here for one red ticket that you might use to get out. 
as Scooter runs towards the window and as he attempts to open it, it's like, eh. oh, wait, never mind. Nothing opens for me. And he kind of just gets sad again. Could you hold on to that check for me once I get out of here? Oh, I intend to. Uh, also, have you, are you alone in there? Other than my thoughts, yes, physically I'm alone. Then the joke does not land. That's a bummer. You stay as, a out. as a fellow yuckster myself, I saw what you were going for. And I had to beat you to the punch. If there was a witch in the house, you could eat her out and get out. Nah, I think my second cousin twice removed Hansel and his sister Gretel did that once. And it worked, but when he tells the story, man, just oof. Oh, you're related to Hansel the diabetic? I see that his name has been getting around a lot, but we, yes. But like I said, second cousin twice removed. There were some things going on. I heard they were, they're, they're not really like siblings and they're just married and they do the cousin thing for, for like publicity. Yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny that fact, but. Saying that means that you confirm it. The okay, white aesthetic makes so much sense. What? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The, that we try not to discuss it because it, it's a little problematic at some points. But anyways, I yes, this check that was, was given to Moldy, you said it was a uh -huh. large, a comically large check. That is correct. OK, then in that case, I have an idea. What if. The check is somehow magical and somehow is connected to that that gingerbread house. So if the check gets close enough to the gingerbread house, it will actually shrink. And somehow one of those little ticket reader things will pop up on it and open up the door. If you want to try it, I can hand it to you. In that case, I take the uh, check for one red ticket. Go for it. I just say to this is a long shot, but I'm going to try everything. And so, again, I want to take this comically large check and try to, like, as best as I can, stick it to the door to see if it just shrinks. Okay, so you take this comically large check, you stick it closer to the door as it inches ever so closer and closer, and then nothing happens. <laughs> and in fact, there is something you do notice, though. The check can't even get close to the door because it seems that about a couple inches away from the door, it just keeps bouncing off of the gingerbread house, though there's no physical interaction with said gingerbread house as this check keeps going back and forth as you're trying to push it. So force field, basically. Maybe. Quote, unquote. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I hand the check back over yeah. to Moldy and be like, didn't work, but I tried. And coming from inside the house, the scooter's like, that was a good try. I do give it points for creativity, though, but yeah. But what points are they spendable? Can I invest in, in crypto with them? I would recommend it. I would do a little bit of research into it. My cousin Vinny, though, he knows a little bit about that. So if you ever find him around here, go ahead and have a chat with him. I knew you were a crypto bro. Gross. Either Remy's way, we're going to collapse get on the floor, exhausted and panting. You okay, okay there, buddy? You'll get them next time. Bells, I, I think it's your turn. Maybe you try something. 
Do, do you need me to sing you a song? Well, actually, let's ask. So, Belladonna, would you like Moldy to sing you a song? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Bells. Okay. Yeah. I, was like, I know. It took me I a bit, too. I'm just, okay, we're getting nicknames involved. So. All right. You know what? Not the most original, but I do appreciate it. So, here's what I'll say. Yes. A song. But I want it to be something a little bit poppy. Something a little bit. Something with some oomph. All right. It's more of a poem. Extending a life with total resistance to fatal disease, future methods of science. Replacing what is real by using technology. Population control selecting those who will breed. A specific type of form chosen for the unborn. A mind without emotion. Progressive autonomy. Is there a way... To take a negative bombardic inspiration. Yes. Because I just, the image in my head is she's sitting there and she's, maybe she pulled a extra dimensional chair out of nowhere, sat down, sat in it, hands on the knees, very prim and proper, excited for the show. It's about to happen. And then you see this big smile on her face, just slowly start to drop and i have a magic item for bringing chairs out of uh, nowhere by the way oh uh, but yes you may take uh, 1d6 minus to your roll and i'm gonna reclaim one of my bardic inspiration do it up <laughs> i love it i'm i approve <laughs> so i have to roll a negative d6 that'll be fun <laughs> okay but i'm like oh Thank you for that, Moldy. Oh, they can't all be uh, top uh, platinum records, you know? Yeah, totally. That's the problem with it. That's the issue here. All right. Let's see. So we haven't... Has anybody tried milk? Whenever I have gingerbread, nothing better than dunking one of them big old cookies and a glass of milk. So, uh, DM, if you'll allow me, Belladonna's gonna reach in. And I imagine also it's, like, very much like Mary Poppins' carpet bag. And she's able to in this, and it's this little retro tin lunchbox. Like, the graphic lunchboxes. And uh, she's able to somehow reach into this lunchbox, like, all the way up to her shoulder. Even though it's no bigger than three-fourths of a foot (laughs) and she pulls out a perfectly pristine filled to the brim glass of milk okay here's the real question though yeah what kind of milk are we talking about is it non-fat two percent it's whole milk only if i i don't mess around if i wanted water i drink water if i'm if i am a whole human being gonna drink cow's milk in the year of my lord 2022. You bet your bottom dollar it's gonna be whole milk. Oh my god. You know what? As the DM, I'm gonna give you inspiration for that amazing TED talk on the reason why it needs to be whole milk. <laughs> so it's a regular roll. <laughs> Or I'll just save your negative die for a comedically appropriate time. Yes. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go, okay, 
Mr. Scooter in there. You might want to back up into a corner because I don't know what effects are about to... You might... There might be some low-level flooding in your area at this time. Proceed to a safe place. And then I'm just... She's just gonna, as carefully as she can, bring the edge of the cup up to the front door of the gingerbread house uh-huh. and just start slowly letting it soak into the cookie so that it'll hopefully start to just dissolve and, <laughs> oh and soak up all the i mean it's gonna be the not best experience <laughs> for our <laughs> new friend scooter he's about to be knee deep in whole fat cow's milk i love that those are words are being uttered i love that these words are being uttered today uttered <laughs> oh <Okay>. no <laughs> hold on I just made I- the- I made the connection. <laughs> you just walked right into that one. I, I need. I, I need to utter these words. Whole fat. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! All right. Well, so go write a song about that. Why don't you? See, the thing is, he probably will. No, that's the Minnesota. Don't say that to a bar. No, I'm here for it. If we get a a haiku about milk, I am here for it. <laughs> but anyway, so as you begin to pour this milk. He needs some milk. Okay, he's trapped in that cookie house. <laughs> oh, oh my god! He gosh. needs some milk. I love this. I love this crew so much. But no, going back to it, as you pour the milk onto it, Belladonna, you start to notice something. Technically, it's soaky. The milk begins to be poured onto the gingerbread house, and you're actually perplexed as to what you are seeing. Normally, when cookies get dipped into milk, they start to break away as cookies getting wet tend to break it apart. However, as you're pouring this milk, the gingerbread house is like absorbing this thing like a sponge and it's just soaking it all in. And the milk is going inside the house. But as you finish pouring this milk on top of the house, it's drier than a desert. As you touch the house, as the milk has now gone on the inside, and from behind all of you, you just hear the voice of Ramona go, I figured Gertrude was up to her tricks again. It seems that she's trapped somebody in one of her ginger house, gingerbread houses again. What? This is a normal occurrence, Miss Ramona? Maybe. You said again. Like, you said again. I didn't just only hear that. Everybody heard it here. She said again. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say it's like an everyday thing, but it happens every time somebody makes her mad. And as Ramona takes a look and figuring that it seems that you found Scooter, who is the source of my problems, as Charlie over here has told me. And Charlie from behind Ramona is just sticks his head out and then waves his hand too. <sighs> Gooder, what did you do this time? And why did you make Gertrude mad? Listen, I didn't mean to call her treats garbage, but I, as Ramona, I'm the type of person that keeps it all the way 100% truth and nothing but the truth. And see where it has gotten you now. You are inside one of her gingerbread houses, which means that Now I have to send somebody to this suite in order to coax her into freeing again. And what can I say? Hey, Bells. I I remembered a haiku about about milk. If you're still in. All right. Uh, So Moldy 
takes a stance most usually known as a kamae, and he utters, utters, Wizards, wizard casts white spell. Light magic tempers darkness. Divine source sustains. That was beautiful. Thank you. I googled it myself. Yes, we love to see it. Oh my gosh, just so beautiful. But yeah, so Ramona looks at all of you. Yeah, as has been said before, this seems to be one of Gertrude's gingerbread houses. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? On the one hand, at least I know where the source of the screams are coming from. On the other hand, we got to get Scooter out of there. Because if not, Hecna's going to have my head. But then again, I want to keep him in there because he's being since he's the source of my screen. If he's in there, he's not causing trouble. But then again, I like my job and all. But then again, Gertrude needs to be told again. There's a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah, you really sound like you're going through it. It's a lot. But at least we found the source of the scream. So that takes care of that problem. But now we need to get Scooter out of there. And there's only one way to do it, as I mentioned before. We need to coax Gertrude to let him out of there. But Scooter, what it? Never mind. I know the answer to this. You called her treats garbage. If I can implore all of you brave adventurers once again, could you please go to the suite and see if you can convince Gertrude to let Scooter out? Sure. Sure. I will say, if you get on her good side, there's lots of candy involved for you, if that is what you wish. Does that include the sugar floss? Oh yeah, who do you think brought it here to the Revelia? Gertrude is the one who created it. I'm in. Times two. Point the way. Alrighty then. Oh, you may want to bring the gingerbread house with you, since you're going to need it for Gertrude to get him out of there. As she notices the milk inside. Sorry, this is the first time I've seen milk inside of the gingerbread house. Are you swimming all right, Scooter? Eh, I'll live. I was like, as he's slurping up the milk. Ooh. I was like, it's whole milk, he, my favorite. He quite literally go. got milk. Yeah, he needed some milk and thus he got some. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I kind of just tap Belladonna on the shoulder. You pull out another thing of milk. I'm parched. Yeah, I got my canteen, but water sucks. Like, it really sucks. Sure, here you go. And and she reaches in and pulls you out a nice... And here's the thing. Imagine the perfect temperature in your mind. That's the temperature Uh, it is. (laughs) Yes. Thank all the gods. Bella, you are a gem. Oh, yeah. I know. Ever the humblest. I love it. Oh, my goodness. I love it so much. Okay. So, yeah. So, oh, that was so sweet, too. All right. So, all of you make your way out of this room. By the way, who's carrying a scooter in the gingerbread house? Sure thing. <laughs> Not even. I was yes. going to say probably the one with already sticky hands. So. All right. So, Revy is carrying scooter in the gingerbread house. Yes, he is still convinced that it is Santa Claus. Okay. <laughs> if it's the last thing he does, he's 
He's going to rescue Santa. You know what? We're going to... Uh, hey, you know what? hey, I would kill for a Revy Saves Christmas children's book. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. We need yes. that now. Hold up. Let me write this down as merch ideas for later. <laughs> oh my. Have a very Revy Christmas. Listen, if we can make it happen, like, I am so in. <laughs> or even a one-shot, Revy Saves Christmas. Okay, Ooh. we're doing a one-shot. Like, I don't care where yes. we are in the story. I don't care where we are in the story by December. We are doing a Revy Saves Christmas one-shot. <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but back to the story at hand. <laughs> so as you guys make your way towards the end of the hallway... You reach the end, and at first there's nothing there until Ramona just... Now, where did I put it? Ah, here we go. And just in different places begins to just knock, like, what seems to be a blank wall. And as soon as she's finished knocking, part of the wooden wall go in a little bit and then slide on over like a secret compartment. And as the compartment is finished sliding over, in front of you is a door... Coated this time in nothing but bread and white candy cane. The doorknob this time, though, is metallic, though. there It's not candy cane. And from her pocket, Ramona pulls out a key. She just... At first, it just looks like a normal candy cane. And then she begins to bite at this thing at different angles. And as soon as she's finished biting, she pulls it out. And out comes a key and sticks it into the door, turns the knob, and opens this candy cane door. She turns to you all and says, Now, I do want to warn you, while Gertrude is a very sweet old lady, for as sweet as a ghost can be. Anyways, she is very sweet. At the G word, Refi stiffens up. Oh, that's right. He doesn't like ghosts. And you like you unintentionally like if this was a regular gingerbread house, you would start crushing it. But you can just feel the Revy just feels the force of it and scooter from inside the house. Uh, Are you okay, my big friend? You seem like you've seen a ghost. What's the pro? Oh, I see. He doesn't like the G word, doesn't he? It hasn't come up in conversation yet, but I get the very distinct feeling that you might be onto something there. Are, are you okay? Even despite the white paint on his face, you can tell all of the color has drained from his face. Wait, oh. G-word? Do you mean moist? <laughs> well, Scooter from on. the inside just says, uh, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm moist, I'm drenched in milk, but anyways... <clears throat> I'm sorry, rancid. Oof, buddy, we're gonna have a talk on your joke skills as Revy's like still you, like holding it, like <laughs> as Revy's face is still drained of color despite the clown makeup. I love that visual. Right as Ramona begins to continue talking. So yeah, Gertrude is a nice see-through person as she looks at Belladonna like shrugging her shoulders. Belladonna's that w- nodding enthusiastically. Okay. She's a very nice see-through person, but she does have a bit of a temper as she looks directly at the gingerbread house as Scooter tends to be pushing the buttons. You can see what can happen if you get on her bad side. Like I said, your 
I guess, mission is to go in and try to convince her to let Scooter out. I don't normally like people staying in the suite only because it's really expensive, but it's a lot to clean up, especially when guests actually start eating at everything. And Gertrude gets tired of building everything, but she also likes it in a weird way. But I don't know. But anyways, just stay on her good side. Don't call her treats garbage, unlike Scooter did here, and you'll be fine. Though I do have to warn you, though, last time I checked, she was testing out her new recipes. And I swear I may have misheard her saying that she was trying out some new recipes for animal crackers, though I swear I heard actual animals after she was done making said animal cracker. I don't know. So just be on the lookout for surprises. Oh, that's a G word. It's still moist, right? Ramona just looks at <laughs> looks at Moldy, looks at the party, looks at Moldy. Looks at the party. Looks at Charlie this time. Back at Maldi. Looks at the party. You can see what is possible for an awakened marionette for her eye to twitch as it begins to twitch. And she's like, good luck. Don't die. If you need any help, Charlie will be happy to help you. As Charlie wheels up, I'll go with you. And if you uh, need help, just uh, let me know. Any kind of peace through the door. I'm excited. This is my first time inside the suite, so I get to see what's inside. Oh, yeah. I'll make sure you try not to die. As he smiles as much as an automaton can smile. We're going to have to. Right. Anyways, <laughs> Charlie looks at the group. Are we ready to go inside? As ready as we're going to be, pal. Cool. I guess I'll lead the way. Just so oh, before we get in and you can sign and Charlie taps his chest a little bit and he taps it for a little bit. There's a light that appears on his chest. It starts to flicker a little bit before one final like tap lights it up. Stay with me. Don't go too far. And yeah, away we go as Charlie begins to wheel into the door way. So as you guys begin one by one walking into the door, you guys. At first, you don't really see too much, but as Charlie's light begins to put everything into view. You guys cross the threshold of the doorway and you find yourself on a very nice cobblestone looking path, which seems to be decorated in all sorts of different colored circular patterns on said path. And as you are continuing walking, you begin to pass scenery that looks to be like a forest made up of peppermints. You find a chocolate lake. You find you walk past this path. It's a sign that says leading to drum cop, like gumdrop canyon or whatever. A lot of you have recognized these scenes as if since you were kids, wherever you grew up in, you have everyone in this world has played the amazing game known as Candyland. <laughs> so basically, you guys are traveling through Candyland. And as you're taking in the sights and the sounds, and in some cases, the smells, you finally happen upon yourself coming into this nice little clearing where off in the distance, you see a larger version of a gingerbread house, similar to one that Scooter is trapped in. 
But this one is life size and it is big that the lights are on inside. And Charlie just looks over to the rest of you. I think it's safe to say, I think that's where we're supposed to go. It does smell great. Or at least that's what I say if I had nostrils. Anyways, shall we continue to see the gu- the see-through person? Absolutely. Lead the way, little Mike. Cool. As Charlie begins to travel along the path, you can start to see him maneuver his way around, trying to avoid all the, like, what seems to be patches of sticky caramel stuck onto the pathway. And before you know it, you guys make your way in into the front of this house. And uh, he turns to the group. Does anyone want to knock or should I? Alrighty then. So Max, you knock on the door. Yeah, I do the whole. Alrighty. So you knock on the door. And for a brief moment, there seems to be some shuffling and commotion from behind the door. You hear things being put down on what seems to be a counter or table. And DM speaking here. And there seems to be some shuffling along the floor as much as a ghost can shuffle across the floor. At least. And the door swings open. In front of you, you see this kind of stout, very plump elderly woman who is like this light teal blue skin or at least where her skin would be dressed in like this nice purpley velvet apron ensemble going on with a matching uh, dress underneath. And on top, you see a little witch's hat, same purples with some stars and some moons on it. And in her hand, you also see a little mixing bowl with a little spoon. And as she meets your gaze, she's oh, how sweet I have visitors. Oh, you must have come a long way. My name is Gertrude Fakey Putin. Would you like to come inside for some treats? And on that note, we're going to end the episode right there. <laughs> so when we come back with the next episode, we will see what you guys have to say when talking to Gertrude Figgy Putty, the proprietor of the suite, the one responsible for trapping Scooter. And if it wasn't made clear, she is the grandmother ghost. <laughs> so to everyone that has been listening to this pod to this episode so far, thank you for sticking with us. And of course, as always, Make sure to tune into next episode where we find out what our party will do next now that they found the source of Scooter's uh, captor. So as always, make sure to take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll from us at the D&D Tribe to you. Have a good night, and until next episode, see y'all later.